0: Recording. That's a cool one. I am very excited to talk to this fellow. There we go. Mrs. Ryan, hello. Hello. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome. (laughs) Good evening. Here we go. Today is Thursday, September 13th, 2018. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans. And this is It's Tonight's Show.
1: Awesome. How's it going,
0: Mrs. Ryan?
1: It's going. Yeah? Yeah.
0: It's going, she says.
1: It's not hot out. I had a little walk. It's been nice. I know. It was so nice and cool
0: today this morning. It was unexpected for me. It was even foggy.
1: Same. Same. It's cooler than I anticipated. It's still warmish, according to the sweeper guy i was ran into <laughs> the sweeper guy oh the, yeah, the workers the and the, yeah sure <laughs>
0: he was sweating
1: it's, like, it's so hot I'm like it's cool it's, can't keep it <laughs> there we
0: go. that's awesome uh we have a guest today that i'm very excited to talk to that's over here right now mr gabe abelson yeah um there's a lot of things about him he's a stand-up comedian he's been a writer for a long time on a lot of shows you know um He's also a mentalist, and I've never actually met or talked to a mentalist. While I have been a fan of this ability, whatever you want to call it, for, uh, since, since forever, since I was a kid obsessed with this stuff and Kreskin was on all the time. And Wow, that's weird. Excuse me one moment.
1: <laughs> Kreskin chimed in.
0: <laughs> uh, Gabe, you're really good, buddy. I don't know how you did that, but that was very impressive because up on the wall there, I don't know if you can see it is a thing that says life is but a dream on a blue card that's that hilarious. I stuck up there because it's covering a client that's holding a mug that says world best boss but that client fired you so I'm covering his face <laughs> covering his face <laughs> but then all of a sudden the, uh, the the little bite just came in and I don't even have that as a bite so the computer started playing it is that your work?
1: It's called the psychokinetic touch Psychokinetic Good touch Good job Gabe Thanks I- so much
0: I am impressed I'm impressed right off the bat Alright Mrs. Ryan we've got a little bit of business to attend to Okay, We'll call those hellos uh, let's go to the East Coast feed, shall okay, we? Okay, yeah. All
1: right. Check in with Kath.
0: Checking in with Steve Kaz, Dan Barry Chive, and the East Coast feed. I have East Coast feed from Valencia in Norwalk. Don't you? East Coast feed? Nope. Very busy with their Maui toy right now. As you can see, we got Megan and Alicia. It's drinks. We got brunch here in Norwalk. A lot of useful foods happen with alcohol for the child who is not really paying attention today because she ate like a fat kid Jonesy. and she had green sauce. Love you guys, you want to send some love from Noah Connecticut on a Sunday morning.
1: <laughs> Holy jeez. I
0: know I can't even tell exactly what's going on there, but I love that it's a Sunday morning. Um, So I probably did those out of order then. I'm guessing that perhaps this was the first one. Uh, Roll it, Hal.
1: The East Coast coming to you live from Mikey's 30th birthday. It is a charity. It is a a video. There's a a lot of that happening right there.
2: It's a charity bar call in downtown Manhattan. Say hello to L.A., everybody.
1: Hello, Here we go.
2: Love you guys. Peace
1: out. (laughs) He's such a good dude. I just love that he's got the,
0: he's <coughs> wrangling the people on the streets of Manhattan to say hello to our little feed here on yeah. our little little podcast show. Um, all right, let's check in with him one more time. Over here, I think we're at another brunch. That guy goes to brunch a lot. They love it. Sure. Ready? Roll it, Hal.
1: This is Ryan. See you East
0: Coast Feed coming to you live from the Cookhouse in New Milford, Connecticut.
2: Me and Jonesy, we're we really enjoy?
0: Ribs. Ribs. She loves ribs. You don't even know. Did you see the fat dance she just did right there? The laugh that she gave out when she had her ribs? Very excited. I just want to send you guys...
2: Very excited. Is it East Coast B? Tell Jay, East Coast B. East Coast
0: there you go, Jay. East Coast B. Why didn't you know that? Anyway, I want to send you some love from New Milford. And uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are having a good time out there. It's a blast over here with ribs. Love you. <laughs> Say bye-bye, Jay. Bye-bye, Jay. Bye-bye, Nicole. Bye-bye, Nicole. Bye-bye, Nicole.
1: Yeah. Okay, love you guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty adorable.
1: (gasps) I'm obsessed with that little girl. She's so cute.
0: It's not bad. It's not bad to have some adorable stuff like that, sending you some love every once in a while. Oh,
1: my goodness. Hello, Coraline. Enjoy those ribs.
0: Yes. All right, so we mentioned yesterday that there's been a spinoff because people are liking what they see, and then they're contributing uh, however they can. So we've got uh, Paul Kramer from Auto Channel. We mentioned him yesterday. (laughs) He's now taken to uh, delivering a very serious... Uh, Behind the Orange Curtain So I've gone and and made him a deal And everything, there you go, Behind the Orange Curtain Roll it, Hal Uh, Jay and Nicole Ryan, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan This is Paul and Jennifer Kramer, Auto Kennel The Orange Curtain Feed, and we have left The Orange Curtain, we are going through Crappy LA traffic We've been doing it for two hours now We are on our Way to Chico for the beginning of the Driving While Awesome Coastal Range Rally North. Uh, We've always wanted to experience some of the roads north of San Francisco, so what better way to do it than join a hundred other like-minded crazy people in vintage cars and weird cars and go drive. And uh, I'm excited to have Jennifer with me. So, see you soon.
1: Holy man. This I thought you'd coolest. like that.
0: I thought you'd like that, Mrs. Ryan.
1: Uh, my one note is, Paul, uh, Wave, let your wife wave, because I love that lady.
0: Well, she was doing the camera, so I would say that she probably chose not to. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, you know what I mean? He had very little control there.
1: Jen, get there you on the go. camera.
0: There you go. So the notes to Jennifer. Wave it up.
1: <laughs>
0: I just think it's awesome. I think love it's adorable. Um, yeah. And so many people in our community just love them so it's it's cool to you know be doing something together, and Whoa. even if it's just farting around, it's fun, yeah, all right, Mrs. Ryan. That brings me to the question that's on everyone's mind. Dun dun. What's going on well,
1: scientists are rethinking body and cellular nomenclature, okay, which I think is so smart, and I will be quick about this, but just a heads up to everyone what your words matter. And we talk about that a lot. But there was something <laughs> called...
0: All, all, all couples probably do, right?
1: Well, I think in general, we're all, everyone is finding out how big, how words matter uh, to, on every level. Yeah. There were cells um, in called upsells. And it turns out there, it, that were like relegated to like, oh, we got that one. It does this. And it actually is in charge of way more. But no one looked at it because they just saw upsells and like that's it it's actually in charge of like monitoring and detecting motion and balancing equilibrium in that whole ocular sector like okay so wow be conscientious of your words
0: all right i will
1: note i took away
0: fair enough yeah i mean if everything is what you believe and what you say all that stuff it affects it so it makes sense to me
1: it makes sense to me too. I find that
0: in communication, if you want to communicate clearly with somebody and have them hear you, you have to be very specific about the words that you use so that you don't flame them up first by accident. Yeah. You can say a lot of the wrong shit that's very uh, you're a comedy writer and a writer in general, you I mean it's all about getting the actual message and none of the ins- ancillary shit. I'm getting a very silent nod I over there.
2: Absolutely.
0: This guy, used to, he walked in and he said, is that from the, he used to be a Letterman monologue writer. He's, he's worked on all the shows, but specifically we'll talk to him about that. Um, that's cool, Mrs. Ryan. Very cool.
1: Oh, thank you. Hiccup. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. Something I found super neat, kind of similarly in the neural pathway that we've talked about, like the neurology of it, mm-hmm. coding's being taught. It, rather than as a coding way like foreign languages now we're talking
0: about computer coding yeah okay
1: like it It, it started the oh, do we code
0: in different languages I always thought that codes were languages so that I mean if you coded a Japanese website and an American website it would the code would be the same is that I'm probably dis- that code
1: that. is the same but the way it's taught is not taught like a language it's taught oh, like a skill I see
0: I see I see so, so it's, you're adding it to you can take Spanish Latin
1: well, this is specifically coding. in the Air Force because they're trying to add the human element to AI because it's impacting Oof. their world so drastically. Um, it's found they found that like straight AI is not as beneficial. So adding in the human element of the language center. This is one's helping.
0: almost too big. What do you? Uh, is there a succinct way to sum up your opinions on AI? Do you have a like a uh, an opinion one way or the other?
1: I think it's happening. I think learning <laughs> how oh, it's to happening, <laughs> learning how to live with it, is going to be every, the only way any of us can deal with it.
0: Learning with it. How do you mean?
1: Learning to live with oh, it.
0: Just le- mm, yeah. Oh, just yeah. Okay. All
1: Integrate right. it into your life, however you need it, so that you're not uncomfortable with it. I guess. All right. Is my only thing.
0: Yeah, I don't have an answer for that one either. I don't like it though. No, no, not a fan myself. I don't see any good coming from it. I just don't, and I also don't see the need for it. All it's, yeah. I mean, whatever. I could go, this one. I could go on for a long, long time. There's
1: about. a lot of co- I. I do love talking to you about that stuff. I want to pick your brain on it sometime, So thanks. thanks. FYI, um, pick away. I will. Um, okay, two more fun, l- lesser serious things. <laughs> um, th- if you make your bed, did you? Did have you heard that it aligns with personality traits? Cause no, but I'm a bed I'm a bed maker. Yeah. A bed maker. Well, I've been in
0: relationships before <laughs> where there were not bedmakers And I, I don't know. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. When it,
1: people don't make their bed?
0: Yeah. But I understand. I understand the laziness. I understand why somebody would say that doesn't matter. But to me personally, it matters like so much. I can't describe it. Now, we also live and work at home. So, I mean, it's a little different for us, too. It's like, oh, great. You're out of that space and into another.
1: Yeah, but I feel like it's always mattered to you, though, even when I worked correct. out. so Correct. It has That's kind of your jam is, like, make your bed. Um,
0: and I don't know where that came from. You know what I'm saying? That was not like a. Not like a. It's not m- from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, this, this article, it read like, um, and it was correlated, I think, with some of those personality tests they have. You take at work. So there was a lot of lists that I'm not into, but it did delineate cool. pretty well. Yeah. So it, that's a nice, interesting one. It is. But more interesting of anything I read today is that the, for the 25th anniversary of The Late Show with Conan O'Brien.
0: That's today. I was going to bring that up.
1: They released the first episode. Of the show.
0: Well, now this one is interesting. We were having a conversation before the show about this, about um, where you can see shows that aren't on the air, etc. Yeah. These days, um, some things are on YouTube, but they get pulled off, you know, pretty swiftly. I think um, the Conan episodes at NBC specifically. There's a lot of blood there that's fucking not bad. Boiled over, like tainted. Fuck, just gone. It's not even blood anymore. It's just. <laughs> caked on somewhere else yeah. <laughs> uh, because all of the people in NBC are long since moved on you know what I mean they're not there anymore yeah uh, but I'll tell you what those deals are in place and Conan got paid a lot of money for NBC to keep all that stuff to make sure it was not around anymore so it's a tough one. It's interesting. I, I, they were great. Uh, the the early Conan's were very very interesting. Is that when you were? Well, I can't wait. We're going to get you in here next. We'll, we'll talk about all yeah. that stuff when he gets in here. Yeah. Um, but There's it is teasing. today is the twenty fifth anniversary of the late night with Conan O'Brien television show, and it's two weeks after the late show with David Letterman. And t- I'm tying them together because late night was the show Dave vacated, and Conan was the nobody who got the job <laughs> when everybody every name was up for it.
1: Yeah, the article that I read that I'm pulling from said that it was the late show with Conan. So I, Oh, that's a, yeah, it's just a. But I on. always used to get that wrong when I worked in publicity. Everybody way, still so. does. Everybody Whoopsie still does because anything.
0: the names don't matter. You know what I mean? It's Leno, it's Letterman, it's Conan, it's Jay. Yeah,
1: that's, or, yeah. That's,
0: All right, Mrs. Ryan, that's, that's, that's awesome. Going that's going been, what's going on? All right, super excited to get our next guest yeah. in here. We're going to take a quick break. More after this. When we come back, Gabe Abelson will be in here. More Woo-hoo. to come. Ow. We're back with that. Yeah. Hi there, Gabe. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. It's a little smoky by, in here. <clears throat> by shiny objects. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for being here. It looks um, very familiar. So you walked in and said, "Wait a second, is that where the, the hell? desk? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes. Greatest it's, moment. It's ridiculous and how very it? cool.
2: It w- uh, ridiculous uh, I, is. I w- have to check." Do they have erasers of both that? No, no. It was okay. they are actually. you can't toss them. They really were old CBS pencils, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? No.
0: Uh, um, this is an incredible studio. Can I just tell you that it's, it's and You were saying some amazing things. I'm actually very pleased you're saying them on on camera. No, now. I, I, during I, the break I you were saying some incredible. Done things. a
2: podcast. That I mean, this is a television studio. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. But for you need a, you need. If I one suggestion, yes. you need the higher back chair. Oh really? Yes staples i believe a hundred dollars off now that's <laughs> all you need is three or four more inches is on that your back what it is your, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what's funny Whatever's i uh, it's one of those things because i have been i told you i've been obsessed with this whole genre forever mm-hmm. um I have obsessed over every detail. I specifically chose this chair. You know what I mean? The whole bit, of course. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. No, it's all perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to you, but you had some questions for me first, or where do you want to start? Let's start with you. All right. Oh, you mean me? Go first. Asking
2: the questions, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, Well, I like to do these things without doing a tremendous amount of preparation, so I know where you've worked, but I don't know specifically the years or... It, it, everything gets bogged down. I would rather have the conversation. Sure. You've worked on some of my favorite shows ever. And then I found out, you know, and have worked on other things that I didn't even know about um, since you've got a relationship with Tom green, et cetera. We've been trying to get him here. Mm-hmm. What the heck got you into comedy? Because you said specifically, there's an interesting I note I grew about up
2: it. a block away from uh, where George Carlin grew up. hundred twenty. 3rd and Broadway, um, like he used to do the whole bit on White Harlem. That's where I grew up. And I actually lived there until I was about 40 years old, uh, oh. till I moved out to L.A., because after I moved out of my mom's place, I got sort of an insider's price on another's place. Then I got married. We moved there. Um, but I've always lived in that neighborhood. And when I was a very, very little kid, George's mom was still alive. She was very elderly already and used to tell me stories about George. And so really, oh. from the time I was 14 on, I knew I wanted to be a comic uh, yeah, that's why I started buying comedy albums. And so when I got to college, you couldn't major in comedy then. You actually can now at some universities. So I majored in, wow. in drama at NYU because it was the closest thing. And I studied with Lee Strasberg for four years. But oh then the goodness. second I graduated, I did go on to do, I wouldn't even call it acting, some commercials and voiceovers. Um, I used to do a lot of celebrity voiceovers because I started as an impressionist. Okay. Um, but I wanted to be, I, I just wanted to do stand-up. So the acting thing was a side thing. And the second I graduated, I went down to the comic strip in New York and, and I auditioned. And um, it was the night that Eddie Murphy got uh, cast in Saturday Night Live. They were there to see him. And I had to follow him that night. Oh, and so I, was, I was so green. So hang on, he, it
0: was the night that he got SNL. So it was probably a good uh, set.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I was too young and too dumb. Well, there's no way I could have foreseen it, uh, that that the next 12 years would really be the golden age of stand-up, where even if you were an unknown like myself, once you got to a half hour or 45 minutes of material, you could go on the road make a great living. That does not exist anymore and has not existed for a while, and that's why I brought up Tom, unless you're someone at Tom's level or above that, where everybody in the world really knows who you are, and you can sell tickets at the door. So um I got out of stand up and into TV writing just at the right time. Wow. Yeah. So what was your first TV writing gig then? Where was where did you go first? Believe it or and not while well, I was doing audience warm up the toughest gig for a comic cuz nobody wants to hear the comic. They you know, they want to see the show and it was it was for Really, the toughest warm up gig because it was for Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher uh, on Comedy Central. Oh, so, the old show. The, old mean, the original show. In, on Comedy Central. And they did it in New York, right? In, in New York. And so, you know, I'm going did up in the that? commercial Do breaks. You
0: there were, there were two.
2: There were two. And the first one was Comedy Central. And, and I'm going up in front of them, and the commercial breaks between them and the audience, and No, they're still arguing.
0: Beyond the that, crowd doesn't want to the see them. The show wasn't made for that because the show was in no. the round almost. Right. So you're, you're really just getting in the way. It, I'm just getting in the way. <laughs> they want to see that, right? They want to see that. They they want to sh- <laughs> (laughs) see that
2: and so one day i had an idea for a joke and so i said to the executive producer who i knew from stand-up scott carter he's still there um i said if i have an idea for a joke for bill you know can i just give it to you he said well we have a fax team you can fax it's kind of a thankless gig if you sell a joke it's 50 bucks and you know we go to look to our staff first and so 50 bucks is pretty nice
0: it used to be 25 yeah exactly
2: (laughs) well um so i tried it and bill only did six jokes the first night half the monologue was mine no, First no time I ever kidding. tried it. And next night, I don't think I had anything on. But then I had one, then I had two, then again three.
0: When, with this fax team, did they know who you were? Did they know that it was well, guy? Well, Bill Moore or was knew who a... I was, and Scott knew I was okay. from stand-up.
2: Gotcha. So, um, oh, right, of course, sure. Right, but the joke still ought to be jokes that he liked you know so after a couple weeks they called me up they said we want to put you on a retainer which means we're Mm -hmm. not giving you a staff job but we'll give you a stipend per week
0: we'll see what you can do because
2: you're valuable enough that we want to make sure you send in 20 a day whatever so that happened it's a growth period too right it's to see if you can sink or swim absolutely this was something i had never done before i I thought stand up was my future and i'd been doing it already for 14 years and so gosh
0: that's so crazy they moved
2: to la which is interesting because it's eventually what brought me to la i finally did get a staff job there but that was later on okay um and then uh, when they moved to la they stopped the fax thing for for whatever reason and i it was one of these things i was doing a one-nighter with the wife of the guy who was the head monologue writer for letterman and i said what do you think of these you think you know dave might she said these are really funny call my husband bill i did he said these are funny bill Bill Schiff, oh, yeah. oh no kidding! Who uh, and he said these are really funny, um, you know. Uh, and the same thing happened. I faxed, and after a couple months, they put me on retainer. It was much more because it was CBS and non and the big show too. Politically yeah. incorrect was non union then. Right. So um, you, I did but that. that
0: was out here. So did you? That was, in, you, New okay, was so in, New in New York. I okay. was still living in New York. Still
2: living in New York. I'm um, still with my apartment on 123rd, and uh, and I never thought there'd be any movement there because it was the only show unlike all the other late night shows where everybody sort of worked on the monologue on their own jokes, but then turned them all in. Uh, Bill had sort of made that his own department, Bill Sheft. So Mm -hmm. it was just him and everybody else on on the show. All other 12 writers were working on the rest of the show, but not Uh the monologue. But Bill had a fax team of about 10 people. Okay. So I never thought. there there a reason for
0: that? Can I ask? I mean, is it just to keep the same voice? He he and
2: Dave were very, very close. And I think he sort of sort of took it upon himself, realized that with the facts team and, you know, between what I write, you know, Dave's going to have, I, I, I don't I wanna know I want to get out into happened. this more
0: later. I'm just kidding. That's why I was asking. But, but in any case, continue. I didn't
2: even know what I was going to do with that skill. But I realized pretty quickly that here was something that I probably did better than what I'd been doing for mm. 14 years that was a skill I didn't even know I had. And out of the blue, one day, Bill Chef calls me, says, I'm leaving the show to write a book. Would you be interested in my job? Wow. No. no. Yeah, no, no, I want to go kidding. back on the road for another 14 years and not be. So my first job in TV. And I don't imagine TV, that everybody on
0: the fax team got that call.
2: Uh, no. no, but there were about five guys on retainer and we all got um, uh, an interview with Dave and I think it's one time this business actually being older, well, actually being a comic, I think, is what sealed the deal. Because I was the only comic among the five faxers. And I think Dave, you know, because he, he like I said, he, the important, the, the monologue is so important to him, and he was going to spend all that time, you know, an hour a day in that room with someone. I think he wanted someone that knew what it was like to have their ass on the line up there every day. Right. Um, you know, because we would discuss th- how the jokes went and how the audience was right after the monologue. Uh, and then watch that part of the show back afterwards. So, um, so yeah, so I got the call, and mm. uh, and then that was it, and Bill wrote a couple other books, and so I was there, and then Bill came back to the show, and I got an offer from Politically Correct. So what year was
0: it, then, that you went to The Late Show?
2: Well, I started in 96, and I ended up leaving in 2001, end of 2001. Do you remember when in
1: 96? <laughs> when in 96? Yeah, I don't. You were at CBS though, so. The CBS,
0: yeah. You keep doing that. It's all at CBS. Stop that. <laughs> I will stop that. <laughs> they moved it to CBS in 93, but that's irrelevant right now. We um, were talking
2: about the difference in the studios
0: we were uh but his microphone was stolen at some point in 96 this isn't it but it was yeah do you remember that i i they there were a bunch of things written uh, into the show dana Carvey came in and stole a piece of the set that week and right. there was another kid who was the fan club president of the thing and he came in and we wouldn't leave the theater and all that stuff um do you know the story behind that i do not I do not. not I was a earth. kid who got let into the Ed Sullivan Theater overnight, and I stole David Letterman's microphone, not knowing how valuable it would be. And every, there's a crazy-ass story behind it. And then I told you I used to do a, a TV show when I was in high school. I took my replicated – it was the same microphone, but, like, all of this stand apparatus right, was replicated right, right. and welded, and I had it all made, and I you know, built – it built handmade, oh. like an arts and crafts project – I then brought that to Dave's house on Saturday and gave that to him. Where he then gave me a Late Show jacket and put my mic on his desk for a decade. So we just told that I had that story inside for twenty years. I was let into the damn studio. Oh, you let into the studio. I knocked on the stage door. There's a whole story behind this, and I'll I'll give you the link. I don't know how you walked out you.
2: with the desk. That's
0: oh no no no. <laughs> <laughs> this was much Different. much smaller. Yeah. yeah, but it's the truth, and I held that on as a as crazy ass secret for years and years and years, and 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 it kept me from going, you know, continuing down that path. Right, right. And it wasn't wow. until years later, and you know you put all that shit in order in place and you become an adult and figure oh, stuff that's out hilarious. and all of a sudden it's not a problem anymore. You bring it back to his house. But I was totally no, I gave him mine. I still have his, I want to give him his back, but he used <laughs> yeah. mine on the show for 10 uh, years. So every night I'm watching the show with a constant reminder of what I did. So yours was a working mic. Yeah. 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 Okay. But it was an actual old uh, RCA seventy seven. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, crazy. So that's why I was asking specifically about that year. You had none of the writing uh, uh, no part in that. No in any of no, that no, no, stuff. No. All right, no. good. No. Um all right. So you, you went to Letterman, took Bill's job, um and then what happened?
2: And then uh the Bill ended up coming back to the show. You know, he and Dave were best best friends
0: and i don't then, know much to be honest oh, with okay well <laughs> no i you know what i mean i was obsessed with i never was a people think oh man you fucking love david letterman yeah but like i really loved what they used to have and everything i was right. never i was never gonna be the woman who broke into his house and stuff like that that was not right, my right, bag right, right. you know what i mean it was just that wasn't the thing i wanted to work on the damn show
2: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um so uh when i left there i got a call from politically incorrect which now was a union show at abc out here and i always said because i saw a lot of comics and but tv city though right
0: hmm? was it tv city though, uh, yeah right? it was a tv yeah. cbs
2: television city and uh, you know because i'd seen over my career a lot of comics come out actors come out and then come back to new york and so i always told myself i wasn't going to move out here unless i had a job waiting for me and that was a job yeah. so that's what got me out here in 2002 and then i was with uh politically incorrect until that show ended and then right down the hall at cbs there was uh, the late late show with craig kilbourne right next door right next door and i went into that gig and then a bunch of stuff created a couple of shows
0: um so you worked on the late, late show when kilbourne was there i did well, I know that wasn't very long, but I mean, that's when I first moved out here and I was over there all the time. Uh, yeah. Brian McAloon, I think. was Yeah, sure. I know kind. Brian very well. No He's come kidding. to
2: a couple of my uh, mentalism shows. Cool. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to
0: find out about mentalism shows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gosh, you're like the best guest for me, the nerd. Uh, um, all right. What do you want to talk about? We can um, talk about your whole career or we can just kind of shift gears and pop around. And Oh,
2: we can talk about anything. We can talk about, you know... Uh, Uh, late show or we can talk about um uh i always find that whole era of stand-up really interesting from 1980 to about 92 when it was really a bustling scene and then just you know that was your
1: jam right you started out you drove people you said "Yeah,
2: yes i was saying that um you know, I like I said, I grew up in that neighborhood and I, I stayed in that neighborhood. I, I it was a rare thing that I actually had a garage in my building in New York. Not rare, but I had a car and no comics had a car. And I, I you know and, and it was an old piece of crap, but it was still you know it was a, I was had just started out. Yeah, and the, and the, and you know the the standard thing on a one nighter, which in the tri state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, is you would go to the improv and it was usually whoever had the car. Would pick up the other act, so there was a MC, then a feature act, and a headliner. You'd go do the gig, and you'd come back. Um, But so few people had a car. There used to be a running joke that if you want to get booked in New York, send the agent an eight by ten of your car. And and so, and the funny part is, in the early days at the comic strip, uh, I used to occasionally give Jerry Seinfeld a ride home because we both lived on the West Side, (laughs) and he he didn't have a car.
0: The irony, right?
2: The irony, yeah. Here on the Porsche
0: Life podcast,
2: any one of those cars, I would love, but. uh, uh yeah oh, so you. that uh it was such an exciting and interesting time i remember sam kinison coming to new york for the first time and Whoa. just blowing the room away and people were terrified even if there were two people in the room at 2 a.m he would go up and, and commit just as much It takes a lot to scare new york yell yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. Um, in the middle of the night And uh, I was there actually. Sometimes I feel like the zealot of comedy because it was never really me, but I was there for all these incredible moments like the Eddie Murphy thing. And I was there one night uh, with Chris Rock. He hadn't passed auditions yet, but he was already really funny, really talented, and Eddie Murphy, who Mm -hmm. was managed by the owners of the comic strip, came into the club, and I was emceeing that night, and he was like, does this guy work here? I said, yeah, he's really funny. And he says, so put him up for 10 minutes. Now, it's a Saturday night, so normally, at that point in his career, Chris wouldn't have gotten a Saturday night spot. Went up and just leveled the place and next thing afterward eddie and he sat down in the booth eddie talked to him for a couple hours he flew him out to la to do beverly hills cop 2 nice. where he had one line as the he parking valet th- at the playboy mansion yeah and and the rest is
0: history <laughs> here's so, the deal i get five dollars for limos ten dollars for whatever the hell yep. it's very funny
1: yeah boy that's so, that funny. so funny i didn't know that. i used to work with chris on his pr team like i didn't know that he
2: one. is the nicest guy in the yeah. world the nicest guy yeah i mean my very uh,
1: real Mm-hmm. Very, very real. Very real, guy.
2: totally real, and generous, and uh, you know, my my uh, ex and kids went to New York um, to see his show. He had a show. Can I curse on the show? Yeah, Here's sure. Show? Okay. He had a show called "The Motherfucker in the Hat" on Broadway. Okay. So, um, um, so. Uh, Especially if it's a t- proper
0: name, then of course you can. Kids had
2: gotten got tickets, and uh, I'm saying my kids are going to the show It's probably a terrible. <laughs> Mike,
0: it's got my t- kids to these tickets. Can
2: so, I swear? I just wrote them on Facebook. You know, I, I don't like to ask these guys for you know for anything, but I said, Chris, you know, my kids are huge fans. Uh, when and they always stand at the stage door. Could you sign their program? Oh, wow. And he said, of course. And so uh, they went to the show, and it was a rainy day, and. The security guard, they wait at the stage door and says, Chris isn't seeing anybody. So they get really disappointed. My wife, who's much more of a type A personality than me, gave him my card and said, you know, tell him Gabe Abelson's family is here. And the guy comes back five minutes later and he says, Chris wants to see in his dressing room. And he hung out with my kids, took pictures, played with them for about an hour
0: and just, you know, just such
1: such, such a good, a good
0: guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, really nice. It's
1: a good story to have. Yeah, yeah I like was. it
0: that's so cool we just saw him at the when he, whatever his last tour when he was in town uh-huh. he did the same thing went and, you know, backstage it was the same yeah. thing like guys there's no way he's seen everybody there's just no, it's not gonna happen and then when they finally the whole team's walking him down yeah. the tunnel is it is some big place With uh, the Kodak of course they walk him down the tunnel and he's like
1: oh, hey and then it
0: becomes the whole production shuts down while we have the moment. You know what Yeah. I mean? So it was so yep. cool. Yep. Um uh and then yeah, you worked on that and I did everybody hits Chris. Mm-hmm. So we're both oh. big fans. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Big fans. Yeah. Um so you also worked for Leno too. I feel like we'd be remiss. He's right up I the did.
2: street. I did. Right after Killborn, um I uh well, I created a show called Mind of Mencia that ran. For a Carlos few years, you yeah. created oh, no that kidding. one. Yeah, well, no kidding. Al- I, I With was the blah blah blah, but you were one writer. of the
1: creators. That's I was, amazing. I was the head
2: writer, and it was, uh, it was really me and an assistant writer, and then Bob Morton, who was, I was not a Letterman, Morty, Robert? Morton, Robert who I never knew, and we just laughed about it because I'm dying we'd to known meet him. of each other for many many years, but we just never ran into each other at a comedy club in New York, never ran into each other. So I can't afford actually, any of the
0: properties he's selling to meet him nowadays. <laughs> so I'm hoping we can get him in here. <laughs> <laughs> he's so a big he, he head honcho in real, real estate big these days.
2: real estate guy now uh, when I got the first email about that I thought he was kidding around I thought yeah. it was a joke but yeah big big real estate That's guy real.
0: so he's on the same thing mm-hmm. by the way I don't know Carlos Mencia as a comedian so I'm not part of the whole drama and the controversy you know, and the Joe Rogan stuff either. and everything else I, I don't know much I've about it I've never worked
2: with him in a club I've never seen him in a club I just okay. know I worked on the pilot and then what happened was I got an offer after we shot the pilot uh, to go to the Tonight Show and how do you say no? The Tonight yeah, Show yeah. and uh, NBC. So I went and... Even Dave uh, almost didn't say no. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Would not have said no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, then I was there and then other shows, other pilots, that kind of thing. Yep. 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 Wow, when were you so cool. at Leno? I was at
1: Letterman. Uh, Leno. At Leno
2: uh, 2004, 2005. Or two thousand five, two thousand six.
1: Okay, like so because our good friend Bob Reed was a comedy booker over there, and Ross Mark oh, okay. goes to and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. like last comic and all that stuff. Yeah, I know Ross. Sure. Um, Bob, I, I didn't. I don't know who you know over there, but like, how do you get Bob a and mon- his sister
0: Leanne? Right, they were always working together. Bob, yeah. and yeah, no?
1: um, But it's just that it, who they were all so spread out. Like they've been there forever, and so like, how do you get a monologue job with one of those guys? Uh,
2: well, like
0: you weren't looking, right? They found you on I,
2: I, Yeah, I just started submitting freelance, oh. and then I got that call from Bill. But I also, I've been teaching writing for late night for about 15 years, when I'm either not on the road or I don't have a TV job, or even sometimes... How does when one I sign have a TV, I just love teaching because, what? How does one sign up for that class? Uh, and I actually work two ways. I teach a class at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, which is a great
0: club. Local, yeah. And they have Fantastic. a separate
2: school next door. I mean, they really did it up with the stage in every classroom. and um, uh, So I teach there, and I also do private Skype sessions with wannabe monologue writers and even working monologue writers from around the world i just work with someone every country has their own version of the tonight show so i was just working on monologue writing with someone who's a a writer for sort of the tonight show of israel um, that just want to hone their skills because it's it's something that i have boiled down to really sort of mathematical precision there's 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 i, I see you got math the which i was always it. terrible at yeah which I, math is my worst subject and also there's a musicality to monologue jokes mm. and and a lot of stand-ups take my class what's very interesting is sometimes i get pretty well-known stand-ups and sometimes they you know i mean they know how to write a joke they nail it and sometimes they just it's a different language mm. it's like you know if you if you understand a romance language you or speak it fluently you kind of understand another, but you still don't really speak it. It's like that because once in a while I'll have an accountant or a lawyer in my class who just gets it.
0: So what is it? Because you have it, you have two audiences that you're driving. I mean, well, you're, here's
2: you're, the difference. It's here's why I say. It's almost the opposite. Stand up is really especially now has become about who you are what your dreams your fears your hopes are it's all personal it's all really internal whereas monologue is all external has nothing to do with you I mean Mm -hmm. unless you're Letterman or Kilborn, who kind of inject their personality into it but for the most part, it's all external. It's all observation, what's going on in pop culture. So it's all by perspiration as opposed to stand-up, which is more inspiration. Mm-hmm. You go to the story, you see something weird, something hits you. Oh, God, that you would never have thought of sitting at home going, I'm going to write. Right. But monologue, but not, half the joke is that's written That's not tonight's for you. news. That's not tonight's news. Right. You know, the news, the setup's written for you. You just take a simple, factual statement based on the news and then find the twist and there's a lot that goes into. I could talk about that
0: for hours about. Well, we had the a conversation just yesterday yeah, on the I show can... about. I'm sorry, did I cut you? No. Uh, about. Um, um, boy, now I lost it. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, no, no, I lost it. The writing and uh, uh, the the Netflix shows and they're they're they seem to you know like oh here buy six of these, ten of these or whatever. I and then they're all launched at once, like normal right. show. I think all ten of them or however many come out on Friday. Um how does one do a monologue in that way because for me it's topical humor. I understand that okay you can just do non-topical humor as if you're pre-taping the episode. Is that all it is? And then is it just because, because then to me it's like well why do the monologue? Then substitute, find a different
2: Well they, they I mean they roll the same day. It's the same day. The monologue is written that day.
1: Uh, f- for norm for show these, that for these Netflix banks. shows
0: where they bank 10 of them and then they launch them 6 it's not months that from now. Oh well, you know what I'm saying like it, yeah, they re, they did them that day and they, they was fresh for that audience. But oh, then yeah, when you're I, okay. playing it to oh, okay. the audience who's actually the long-term audience, right, right. The, well, you know, the intended it, TV it, audience, you know,
2: it does it should be evergreen enough that, in other words, if you have a joke that's generic enough about Trump and Russia, it would have worked six months ago. It'll work now. Okay. You so know? that's the same, just almost. Yeah, like it's a so it just like doesn't to be for a Friday show that or specific, you know, like, like, um, whatever. Let's say, and you would never write a joke about this for late night, but let's say you were doing the thing yesterday on nine eleven when he did the fist bump, whatever. Holy in the smokes, air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, if you watch it six months from now, you, huh? You can't do something like that. That's, that's there and then gone,
0: you know. Right, but yeah. if you say, "Oh, blah 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 blah," people think he's a buffoon. That works always. Uh, yeah, the yeah buffoon okay. works. Okay. Right. So it's thing just works, a matter yeah. of you, you have it's you and how you hone your craft. Right. During because the same thing.
2: don't forget, on Letterman we tape two shows Thursday. We tape Thursday and Friday. So the, for the Friday monologue, we would have to pick jokes we knew would still work the next day.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I was trying to use that as an example, and I just couldn't really get there because it's still only one day versus months and months, but yeah, it's the same thing. All right, so I, I ended up cutting you off to ask that question, but uh, somewhere we were in the lines of uh, what it takes to write a late-night uh, monologue and why it's musical.
2: Oh, um, well, what it takes to write a, uh, a late-night monologue, it's, there's a very specific in, uh, construction, and what you were saying about cutting out excess words in stand-up, the difference between an and and an or may not make the difference. Like I said, it's more about you, you know. Um, uh, it doesn't have to be as tight. But monologue, there can't be really uh, – the difference between an and or an or can make a difference between a joke killing and dying. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to get the punch word at the very end of the joke. And so sometimes, even though the English People may not be proper, you have to butcher the language a little to get that at the end. And the essential information in the setup has to be at the end of the setup so the audience remembers that for the end of the punchline. I mean, I could go through hundreds of these for you that you just don't really think about until you apply this. Um, I'll give you a joke uh, uh, I think about it's so it a funny. lot
0: And I still have a hard time with it And I consider I think I'm one of those people Who I think Oh I, I'd be such a good uh, You know Late night TV writer Because my head's so there Except for the life of me If I sit down With a pen and paper I'm like Yeah I don't really understand this My but brain doesn't work on it
2: if, if if you 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 certainly can And you can get better and better It's, it, it's just understanding These formulas and constructions And things that you Wouldn't normally I think, think about I Chasler
0: said the same thing He probably got it Who said this? Chasler I think said the same oh, thing Richard yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasler So yeah. I, have, I have a feeling so It probably came from this
2: for for instance for instance um and I it's funny I always think of a monologue uh Monica Lewinsky joke because Dave did him for years I, I was re- there for both Clinton terms and oh, Bush's God. term so um uh, we did a joke there was an uh, article in the paper after clinton got caught that he hired two spiritual advisors to come and pray with him in the oval office yeah i thought there's got to be something here so i know where i want to go with the oh, joke i, I just don't know how to get there so the joke was again a simple factual statement The set up as president clinton has hired two spiritual advisors to come and pray with him every week in the white house just so we need more people in the oval office on their knees
0: there you go <laughs> Yeah. So it was kneeling obviously. I didn't know how you were right. going to get there. So the
2: original way I wrote the joke was we need more people on their knees in the oval office. Not as funny because it would still get a laugh, probably a fairly big laugh, but once you get to knees there's nowhere to go. A joke has to drop off the table, a monologue joke really, to
0: let the audience take to
2: it. to right, right. So um um and the other thing I loved about Dave is if he liked a specific joke like on a certain holiday he would do that joke every year on that. Yeah, holiday. I love that he didn't too. Care. Me
0: too. Traditions. Uh, there, there were ones he did for years after I left. First day of spring. First day. You first know, day the, the, of spring. The bird and the worm. The whole thing. Yep. So cool.
2: um, what was the... Uh, uh, oh yeah, there was one he used to do every uh, every New York marathon. He said, uh, "Well, today they held a the big New York City marathon. Uh, in case you don't know, the the way it happens is runners start out in Staten Island, they cross <laughs> the Verrazano Bridge, they go around Brooklyn." all the way up through Queens then they go up to the Bronx they come back down through the Bronx then back through Manhattan finishing up in Central Park you know it's the same way cab drivers get in from LaGuardia
1: nice (laughs)
2: That so was,
0: that's a that's good so even
2: though you're slightly tipping it by saying cab drivers early you're not really LaGuardia nope. is just and LaGuardia is just funnier than Kennedy and there's you know there's so many things like that that are hard to explain now the interesting thing is and again this is an unwritten rule that I always tell people don't submit until you really know the rules for a packet hmm. um a joke really a host wants to see a joke that's three lines or less on the printed page that joke was about five lines yeah. but it had to be so, for every rule is an exception. The joke has to be circuitous in order for that punchline. That was geographical. To
0: if there were four boroughs, it would have been four. If, you know what I mean? That, exactly. That's how that one worked. Yep. that was predicated on geography.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's all about you know um, having, like I said, the essential information, the setup at the end, and then the punch at the end of the punchline. Cutting out all the extra words. Um, don't have a reference in the setup that people need more information about. In other words, if Jay Leno says. Good for you. If Jay Leno says, "I hear about this," you know, a woman in Indianapolis found a finger in her chili at Wendy's. We don't need any more information. We have all the information we know. But sometimes, very often, you know, starting out monologue Which writers, was it? right, <laughs> <laughs> will, will say like, you know, the mayor of so and so calls himself da da da. But there's more information. It has you asking questions. And if you have any questions about the punch, the setup, you can't. You're not you're receptive no to, the laugh. to the rest of it, too, right?
0: Oh. Right.
1: It's such a good tip. I get caught up in that all the time. It just
0: goes off message, and I do too. We all
1: do it, yeah. Humans,
0: especially the way when these days everything's so quick that everyone's yeah. going stream of conscious. So it's like your thoughts can't. You, you have to take a beat to formulate what I you want to say, and then actually,
1: medium people, you guys nail it so well. Try. I include you in that, but you're the professional amongst us at the moment.
0: Well. I'm more of a Johnny Carson who just appreciates the comedy. You know what I mean? Like I sit there and I, I sit here and I'm, I'm like enamored with you. Do you know what I mean? That's, let me, let me tell do- you, it was, it was cold in New York today. How cold was it? Thanks for remembering. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it
2: was so cold in New York, I saw a pigeon walk into KFC and in surrender.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Things up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
0: funny.
2: once in a while i go into an impression it's, fun. it's funny well,
0: we have little homages everywhere this is more old Johnny obviously very you know I mean? very but much
2: traditional tonight show yeah the old um, but this desk and having my hand on the desk reminds me of one of my favorite moments on, on Late Show Norm Macdonald was on one of my favorite so Let's nobody, talk about nobody it. He's funnier. in
0: the press. Let's talk about it. He's one of my all-time favorites there's nobody also. funnier.
2: And, you know, the few times I've met him and hung out with him, the more serious the conversation gets, the funnier he gets. It's almost mm-hmm. annoying. It's like he, he, he tries to be serious, and he's just the funniest person in the room. Example? But um, um, I can't think of an example in private, but, but my hand on the desk.
0: Something heavy, uh, something that's not really meant to be funny. Right, it'll, right. It'll just get there because he's a funny guy naturally. Right. Yeah. right not even saying funny things it's just funny just it's, it's
2: just funny there we yeah go. and his take on it will just be funny you know uh, oh I do remember one thing we were talking about is is because uh, I was talking to the a scientist who said that we'll basically be immortal by the end of this century because mm. every body part will be replaced and I said what about the brain he said well you don't know we won't be able to download the brain's information then you get into a whole uh, metaphysical question is it really the same person but in any right. case we were talking about this and norm was just like hey you know my luck uh, and they'd come up with this cure so nobody dies, you know, the day after I die. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, I but but the arm on the table reminded me of my favorite Norm moment at Letterman where he was on and he leans over sort of conspiratorially to Dave <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, Davey, uh, yeah, the more I'm learning about this Hitler, the less I'm starting to like the guy. <laughs>
0: Was that a late show moment? Yeah, um, it was a, Hitler
2: a, and OJ were norms, that was norms thing.
0: Oh my god. Well, I that's remember OJ so from the SNL days. Yeah. Now that's that's yep. that's when I was spending time at SNL in the 30 Rock building and everything. Um he got shit canned for his OJ shit on uh, on that weekend that update. Why? Well, uh, yeah, if, I mean, if, it's, that's the, exactly the official it. reason, but I mean, it's
2: And Dave who at that time was no fan of NBC, you know, who had Norm on every week, yes. after that just loved,
0: loved <laughs> And that the whole was thing. all of this 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 time yeah. frame. Yep gosh that's great um we you know norm di- didn't didn't do the tonight show the other night so we uh reached out on social saying you know hey listen we'll take your booking anytime so i mean you've got something to promote just have a seat over here yeah uh yeah. so we're hoping we can get him here yeah what's your do you are you just friends or did you ever work well, we're on his really show friends. or
2: we just he's actually very close friends with tom and so that's really
0: how i know him from oh. having hung out a couple times at tom's house i remember tom used to do i mean okay Tom used to he started the talk show in your house thing I yes. mean I remember all of that I was that writer you, on that were you really yeah was that tom well, green live no that was, was not called it was tom green uh
2: yeah it was tom green live okay. uh no tom he, that tom was green's act. house
0: tonight was, okay
2: is what it was called and uh i was with it when he did it all himself but he had a booth with a switcher and everything right he, you know he's always ahead of the curve then somebody comes in years later and cashes in and uh he's just ahead of his time with everything um but then the, it got syndicated actually to a bunch of markets um, Deadmar the, Mercury the living produced room it. show was Cindy yeah it? Deadmar Mercury produced it and Whoa. so they he built bleachers in his living room what? and yeah oh yeah. He had a stage Whoa. manager, everything. So, the living room? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. This is a big living room. I'm yeah. trying to think because it was that. Yeah, Not the house And he the had hills. the talk show set, yeah.
0: And that's what I'm trying to remember from you know being obsessed with all this stuff. He had the same kind of microphone in the whole thing. Yes, but I did. think he, was his desk his old desk from his show? It was from the old uh, From the, uh, from the, from the, the new old Tom show, Green show. Where I was head writer on that show as well. Wait, come on. <laughs> this is my whole, I mean, forgive me, that, I'm a little bit younger than you, but this is my entire childhood. I, might, I was studying your career as my childhood. Well, you know, that show
2: may be the... The work that I'm most proud of that we did the on new that Tom show. Green show, yeah, is and it
0: available for anyone to see anywhere? There are tiny it really, clips. Really, it was
2: the wrong network for it because what Tom was doing, if he, it was a throwback to Johnny, the Tonight Show 100%. with the ferns and back and everything, and at the end of the day, the MTV. I don't know the what the demo is, but it's by very the way. young shows. I thought it was unbelievable, and the show, and but. Uh, MTV viewers don't want to see Tom Green in a suit and tie come out, and they don't, the Carson connection it was meaningless. Exactly. I think it had been on another network. Agreed. It may it might still be on. If he
0: did that show now on Netflix, it would be a yeah. success, I believe, because yeah. he he it, because he would be doing this. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and and
2: we did such experimental sort yeah. of Ernie Kovacs type stuff, oh. uh, which is another you're, hero of yours
0: and mine. Really? Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. I mean Dave's too. I mean the whole bit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and then Bill that, Wendell. Do you remember? Was Bill Wendell there when you were there? He was, he was an not announcer there but, anymore. I don't think he okay. was there anymore. No, Alan was. He used Calder to be uh, Ernie, Cover, uh, Ernie Kovac's announcer, though. I did not know that. Back in the day. That. On the Ernie Kovac show. Wow. Sorry. To, wow. I, well, I get so encyclopedia when I have somebody who actually knows all the pieces, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: so I'm trying to think uh, um, of where it was. Uh, Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, it's okay. I'm tripping
0: you up left and right. because <laughs> no, like, And that time well, when? Well, remember when you were in the Beatles?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, I thought of a monologue joke the other day. Uh, I I didn't write it, but you read about Paul's what Paul said about what he and John used to do? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, And there's a song
2: specifically, too, that came to mind for me. Yeah, they used to masturbate together. And I want to say, you know, now I finally understand why Pete Best left the group. Oh, Um, you
0: went a different way. That was so good. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I didn't write it. I just just came out yeah oh that was good Um, of course I did write it but I never wrote it put it down anywhere let's come together of course is how I you get to that or hold my hand I mean any of those really Uh, they masturbate together supposedly and and, you know figure figure things out yeah (laughs) Good for them. I'm sure they were high as fuck. I mean, I, that's, oh, I don't I'm think sure. that's just that we're sitting in the living room listening to records. I yeah. just
1: enjoy that all these stories are popping out left and right of, like, what people's proclivities were in the 70s that, like, they hid, and they're like, oh, yeah, I did that with Bill. Like, whatever. No one cares anymore. People are dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Moving on. They're old. They're like, whatever, man. That's how I figured out that song.
2: Whatever okay. works for you, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I'm I'm actually writing a screenplay now, and this is not a name-dropping thing he's just a friend of mine he's actually the person that i lived with when i first moved to la let me stay in his mansion and uh when i was writing for politically incorrect is gabe kaplan uh william morris introduced us years ago as and, in welcome back Cotter? yeah and we've written a couple scripts together
0: and i know i'm the one who knows everybody well two gabes
2: two Gabes. Takes, yeah want to know one yeah so whenever i go to security if it's a new guy and they say, what's your name i say gabe they think it's all bullshit. Um, so, uh, but we looking were, good,
0: Mister Carter.
2: <laughs> so his stories, you know, because he knew all those guys. He knew Johnny. He knew, uh, um, you know, Cosby. He he used to work in Jack Ruby's nightclub in what? Chicago. In I guess. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it Chicago? Always carried a gun. Dallas, Dallas. I guess. Dallas. Dallas yeah. Yeah. um I guess it would have to so be His stories are just <laughs> wow, unbelievable. Each story is a movie. Yeah. Um, like, who knew none of which i can read he's still alive he's and slavity. i hate to ask that question gabe kaplan y- yes yeah he's in very
0: good shape actually okay, good
2: yeah he was a semi-pro athlete um
0: man i have a good story i'll I tell you off- we're talking about But same- do people even remember welcome back cotter i mean that's where john travolta and all those guys got their start only people probably over 50 all right well gabe kaplan yeah i'm yeah. in yeah I, i'll
2: tell you a story later so oh, okay. i can't tell here but oh I but see. yeah um because um, it may end up being a script. It's just an amazing story. But anyway, oh so I'm doing that with him now. Um, and uh, um, yeah. And
0: I, I want to get to a, a lot of comedians that I know and just that, I, that I've that i idolized have always been into, uh, or a lot of them have been into magic. Uh-huh. And magic is uh, something that I've always been, I don't know, I, I love it. I don't ever want to be a magician. Right. I understand a lot of the mechanics. I'm not trying Neither to be... Neither no, no, do I. Don't understa- have, I do I don't, understand I don't, a lot do, of the mechanics.
2: I do not have the patients especially at this age to work with cards and do sleight of hand with coins i've, I've never oh, you don't want to be a magician no right no. Right, right, and i appreciate the fact before, earlier when you were uh, before i came out here when you said demonstration because sometimes you know and it's really stupid but it's it's my own uh neurosis the hair on my neck stands up when i hear tricks because, because i don't like that either because a lot of what i do is psychological based and i guess you could say it's a trick of the mind but it's not a gimmick. Like magic tricks are gimmicks, you know. And so what I like about mentalism, at least the stuff that I like the most, is stuff that doesn't always work. But it doesn't matter because if the next thing works, it's, it's a miracle. So mm-hmm. I like the risk factor of it. Um, but uh, I can show you a couple things. When I, I would something. love to. Okay. Yeah, absolutely.
1: How long have you been doing your mentalist type uh, You know, work? the
2: mentalism I've been doing as a, um, uh, as a hobby for about 15 years. But I also do shows now. Um And uh, that I've been doing for about seven or eight years. Really? Let
0: me see. Let me just get. Uh,
2: out of my here.
0: Yeah, you're fine. And then uh, we have this camera for close ups, and then we'll just set that up. You let me know where we'll Okay. If we uh, need to adjust. Looking for a group of cards here. Okay. Make sure
1: they're I the carry
2: special like ones. Cards. Oh, I see um, that kind of card. Uh, Los d- Angeles. Uh, do you have a um, uh, like a phone, a calculator that you can use? Because we're sure. going to need that. Adding it up will probably take a lot of time.
0: Can I give that to you, Mrs. Ryan? Yeah. All right. Cool. It's a it's your regular run of the mill uh, regular iPhone, run of the mill iPhone calculator here. Okay. Just to be clear for everyone out there.
1: Okay.
2: So where am I here? So okay, excited. That's that well,
0: you, yeah, you tell me, and then uh, um, let's just
2: use right. that one. We're going to go right here. That one. Yes, and the table one. If you want to, when I start putting stuff down. Yeah. Okay. So, what I have here is um, five numbers. Um, I actually don't want to show you all of them because I don't want there to be uh, any prejudice here. And I also have um, two blank cards. Okay. Two blank cards? Yeah. Two blank cards. Oh, that one's got a number on it too. Okay, two blank cards, Okay, which is fine. Um, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to create a number between 100 and 200,000. So you guys are going to create the number. It's something I couldn't possibly know. So let me just write target here. Sorry. Uh, Target. Okay, so obviously it's going to start with a one. So, so uh, actually, the uh, comma wouldn't be there. One. So give me a number between one and nine. Seven. Seven.
1: Uh,
2: Eight. Eight. Let's go back to you. Four. That's where the comma would go. It's (laughs) between 100 and 200,000. Four. Three. Three. And we need one more. Six. Six. Is there any way I could have known that in advance? No. Okay. Okay. now we need a uh, a total of course right we yeah. need a total yeah Sure. okay so
1: of those numbers
2: yeah um so well you know i'm gonna i'll give you the numbers and then okay. um so we're gonna have a total Kay. uh and i'll read we'll write if you can write the total on the back of this card and um, we'll read the numbers off together. Make okay. sure I'm reading the right numbers. Now you okay. saw these were all pre-written beforehand. Yes. Okay. Except for two blanks. So two right, and uh, which are these two? Correct. Okay. So two one three seven seven. Okay. Plus. Four three two one one. Plus six seven three two five. Plus one four one two zero plus two zero not two two yeah do we need to start over no i think we may okay three two four oh three okay and and what's your total no one seven eight four six
1: four three six
0: yeah that's exactly right wow Whoa. Uh so I'm gonna write that down. One, seven, eight, four, three, six. And you see
1: it matches up
2: and there's no way I could have possibly known that's it. Crazy. the numbers were written oh, beforehand. Just, of course I just did that. Not mathematical wow. because they were already
0: there. I saw it too. No way I could have known that. I saw it too.
2: So I like I like Gabe, using that's crazy. Everyday items. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty nuts. Um let's I got everything I need. I got a
1: staples receipt. It's not this enough. is the coolest. I worked with and a mentalist for like five minutes. I was ah, going to say, go. Nicole
0: has worked with a, me- a
1: mentalist. Have you really? Yeah. Ooh, what was his name? Lior Sicard. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, yeah. He's great. I know yeah. Lior. Yeah, he's terrific. Um, down to my
0: glasses. Justin on, Willman does some uh, some uh, mentalism too, right? Yeah, I Didn't think he's with with more magic.
1: but he, uh, No, Leor,
2: Leor is mostly mentalism. Oh, I'm no, sorry. Justin Willman. Oh, too. Justin yeah. Yeah, I worked with him too. He does some mentalism, but it's more what they call mental magic. Yeah. Okay. So, I was looking for a receipt with a bunch of items. That has a bunch of items, right?
0: Uh, Yes, it does. Um... And From so the foothill food mart. Let's foothill food
2: mart. So just think of one of the items. The price isn't important. Don't tell me which item. I'll look away. So oh, I, oh,
0: that's interesting. I was going to start reading them off. Okay. Yeah. No.
2: Uh, uh, well, just memorize one. Make sure they're all different. There should be like 10, 12 different items. Yeah. If that's what it looked like. Uh, you, yeah. You remember uh, one of them? Uh, yeah. Just think of that one. Is there any way I know which one that is?
0: I don't imagine so.
2: Okay. So there's, there's
0: no way. You had A bunch.
2: Right. They were all different. Yeah. And the camera items.
0: saw that. Yeah. now camera saw that. And I have one in my mind. So
2: think of that item, and it helps if you imagine it on a giant white movie screen spelled out okay but here's the thing the the letters are moving around so they're not in order okay but you can see all the letters can you see the letters that spell out your item i believe so okay you just saw an s i know that there's an s in your item and an e as well there is an e and an s and an a there is no a okay that's why that's why i hesitated because i wasn't sure there was an a um um there there is none but but I'm still getting an A, and, I, and now I have to figure out why. Um, oh, I think it is the item. It doesn't have to do, it has to do with the item, but it's not the thing. Don't give me any clues. Okay. But I think it has to do with the type of item, because maybe I'm thinking grade A, is it eggs you're thinking of?
0: Yes, it is, and okay. it was sort of a trick one, because it was a voided item. But it was on the same list in the same category. There you Holy go. But it was a voided item from that same list. Cool. Absolutely. Ah, Jill. Absolutely, it eggs. So cool. <laughs> oh, grade A. Of course. Look grade at you. A. That's what was led, that's what led yeah. me to Was there an A? Was there
2: an A? And last one, I'll show you. Um, a. Uh, in my
0: mind, I was just writing eggs on that big movie screen.
2: <laughs> um, had sort of a uh, the one. The way I was so are, when, the I'm, when I'm when i uh, when I'm writing
0: uh, eggs with my mind on a screen. When you're having me do that, you're having me create an exercise in my own brain. Are you then picking up uh, on on my what I'm um, transmitting at trying. that point?
2: Trying, trying to pick I mean, is that up the on idea? Uh, trying to pick up on a lot of different things a lot of it is um,
0: forgive me if I'm simplifying this too no, I don't no, mean no, any a disrespect
2: a it is is reading nonverbal communication tells when you when you pause when you look down when you look which way you're looking that sort of thing
0: I thought that I would be a problem with this I'm, I'm, I am hope this is going well for you I'm, enjo- it's fine. I'm enjoying it very much it's fine. I, I was afraid that this might be a problem because I have so much going on here that it's not really like you're not getting my undivided attention even though I'm trying to give it to you because you're, you're, I'm doing other things you're
2: doing everything you need to do cool and you guys created the perfect uh six digit number well that's
0: teamwork right there
2: so i have a prediction okay i i know you a little bit now i i I have a prediction for which bill you're gonna name don't name it yet okay so it's a little game if you name a bill that i did not predict you get to keep that bill cool but if you name the the bill (laughs) that i did predict i get to keep it so you have a much better chance. You have a two and three chance. I have a one and three chance.
0: It's all your money. I think I win regardless.
2: You, well, unless you name the bill that I, <laughs> I predicted. Yeah, you win regardless. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing lost, whatever. Nothing gained. Um, So knowing that, you probably think I predicted the 20 because that's the one I would least want to lose.
0: I didn't get there. Okay.
2: But on the other hand, you might think you'd go for the 5 because it's the least obvious because that's the one I wouldn't mind losing, although now it becomes the most obvious due to that nature. So therefore, your only choice really left is the 10 in the center, which now becomes least obvious. So I think i have backed you into a psychological corner, and you're going to name the bill I want you to name. Really? Yeah. Okay. So name any bill.
0: Does it matter that none of that actually is part of my decision-making process?
2: We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Do you have a bill in mind? You had a bill in mind before I started this process?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I was actually doing other things. I didn't even realize what you were setting up, to be honest with you. Did
2: you hear what I, what I was saying? Oh, thinking? I understand the directions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So, But
0: it, I, I didn't come into it watching you put it out and me saying, oh, oh I want that one.
2: Uh, that's that. Yeah. No, as long as you heard what I said. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and you see the bill. I just want you to name. Remember, if, mm-hmm. I get, if I predicted it, I get to keep it. 100%. Just name twenty, ten, or 5. 5. You will not pick the 20. No, I, I I know that's that doesn't that sort of lets me off the hook. But I got a twenty dollar bill, I got a five dollar bill, a ten dollar bill. But you see, the five says, "You will choose this bill."
1: <laughs> oh man, there it is. that's crazy! Yeah, you're, yeah, you're good.
0: <laughs> pretty good. I think I had the wrong camera on there, but that is pretty good. I'll tell you what, whatever you think you whatever there was there was no tr- trickery there. Uh, I love it. I love all of this stuff. Oh, I think it's fascinating. One. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I, I don't want one. to put you on the spot, but I could do this all day.
2: Well, <laughs> for a moment, I thought we would. Um, hey oh. What, what
0: are
2: your full initials?
0: Uh, J-R, I guess. Okay. My letters, just the letter J is my first J-R? name, believe it or not.
2: What I'm going to do is, I told you about that whole movie screen idea that sort of helps me focus. It serves a dual reason here. You're going to draw something that you can draw in like 15, 20 seconds. Okay. Not a circle, some little more, but obviously nothing too complicated. Draw it nice and large so we can see it. When you're done, you're going to slide it back into the middle of the pile somewhere, but you're going to leave it sticking out so that you see that it's in the middle the whole time and I can't look at
1: it. Okay. So
2: I'll turn around. Where can I look where you know I'm not going to see you in a monitor?
1: Look at your old letterman set in the press.
0: Oh, yeah, when it was in the theater. There you go. Sure. Okay. Oh, wow.
2: (laughs) I didn't even see that before. This is uh, the studio that doesn't stop giving.
1: Totally.
2: That's really cool. Wow.
1: It's so neat that you were there. And the chairs. Yeah.
2: Everything in there. Is that our city on the
1: top? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was an Entertainment Weekly article from 1993.
2: Are you, uh, you about
0: done? Oh, sure. Okay. So hold the card face down so yep. I can't see it? Yep. I'm going to turn around? Okay.
2: So um, slide the card back in. And like I said, there's someone in the middle there. Yeah, that's good. And just leave it so that's sticking out. Okay. If I turn around, will I be able to see it? Um, No. No. I will not be able to see your drawing? Okay. Correct. That's what I wanted to make sure. Yes, that correct.
0: Yes, sorry. Like that. Yep.
2: Okay, so I'm not going to ask you what it is, but I will ask you a couple of things about it. Hopefully narrow it down for me. Okay. Is this something that's organic, man-made, or abstract? Man-made. Man-made. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so something very specific. Then, Is this large or small? Let's say larger than the toaster.
0: Um, it's, uh, small. I, smaller. Smaller? Yeah.
2: Okay, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so this is something really...
0: In the neighborhood of a toaster. Neighborhood of a toaster. Yeah, a little so smaller. I'm maybe. I'm actually getting close. So. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, probably. Size oh, yeah, so definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Um, last question I'll ask you. Did you draw a portrait like this or landscape like
0: uh, this? Portrait, because that's how the card was handed to me. Okay. I would have preferred to go landscape. Straight I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> straight up and down. Correct.
2: Okay. So I want you to just think of the shape or shapes of this thing. Don't tell okay. me, but think if they're straight lines or curved lines. Okay. So just think about it. And I'm going to draw do, what I'm getting. Do
0: I keep, keep, just sit here look at you or no, d- just d- think about it? You
2: can do either, but just picture it. Okay, that's a curved line. I think there are straight lines too. Now, I may not get it exact. I didn't either. But if I come close, we'll call it a hit. 100%. Um, I'm actually going to write what it what I think it is. Uh, smart. Because I'm not sure. Smart. Okay, so you can see, right, his card has been in the middle the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take mine down because I've already committed myself. I should commit myself. Uh, and I'm going to take yours out of the center. So the first thing, um, let's turn over your card and see what you drew. I don't think I got it, but I think I, I may have come close. All right. Let's see what you drew. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, of
2: course. see? It's interesting. I didn't get it right, but I was getting the shape. Not perfect, but...
0: Honestly, boy, there's a lot, of, you, you that's kinda, a lot of... Here's the thing. What you did is all the man-made stuff. <laughs> it's all the stuff I made that well, yeah. went on
2: date. Uh, not always being exact, but yeah, you can see there's
0: a... Honestly, there is a lot there, and the stuff that I was focusing on was the stuff that I made, and that's the stand. You know what I mean? The, the shapes the are
1: all there. Yeah, the shapes are there. Yeah. The but, curved
2: shape and then the, the block shape.
0: I guess my point is... You, you, you drew this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yours is just the, with the stand right, without right, the... Exactly. There it is. <laughs> exactly. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, totally. <laughs> oh,
1: that's, that's pretty fantastic.
0: good. Pretty
1: good. Have you ever seen
2: the cigarette with a line to it, the no smoking? Cell? Yeah. Just put a line to any one of those letters. I can see it. It doesn't matter. Any letter you want. Okay, is there any way I could have known that it would be C? No. This is why it's not a trick. Turn over the card.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh man. Wow. That's legit, dude. <laughs> I don't yeah. I love it. I I, I love bugged it. the guys I worked with like how to do it and they all they just did more tricks and like I still can't figure it out.
0: Were you um ever at uh, any, did you ever have any mentalists on the shows when you were on these shows?
2: You know they didn't. This was it, it I think it's it's become way, way more mainstream. Even
0: Kreskin back in the day with Dave is what I'm thinking. There
2: was no, you know, it was a subdivision really uh, that, that, um, um, it was a field. I don't shouldn't even call it a subdivision that nobody really knew about. I mean, I remember as a kid watching Yuri
0: Geller. The Israeli that's what I was psychic, just about to bring up and on spoons
2: Actually, I do that too. but I Really, didn't bring any spoons? Yeah, well, I was just going to um, bring that
0: up, and that was going to be my example. Is I remember Yuri Geller as a kid. He did not only that, but jewelry and all. Sorts people of completely things. believed it too. I mean, he would say, you know, he
2: would uh, have a watch and make a watch start working, and say, oh, "Those of you at home, if you have watches, bring them to the TV, and I will make them work." And he'd go, "Work, work," and then he would tell people to bring their keys from up to the TV screen he would bend their key that sort yep, of thing all yeah of it. and so he was the first to really do that and then uh, and now it's yeah it's much more mainstream you didn't they, he was the only mentalist that you saw on TV back then
0: I remember that and then I also remember the guy whoever he was and there's a bunch of this stuff on YouTube too again I'm into this stuff mm-hmm. Um, who who kind of debunked the whole thing, and he had him. You know, do you remember that appearance where it was? Where, I don't know where if it Carson, was the Uri's last. Carson appearance. brought his own silverware yes, from home. Exactly. They yeah. had The table set up in front of Yuri. i will
2: be honest. It surprised me a little, only because Johnny was a magician, Agreed. and so you think he wouldn't want to bust. Agreed.
0: Except somebody. he was. T- do you remember the the premise was he was saying that. Uh, johnny would have gone along with that 100 right they were specifically saying that no this is not a trick right. this is this actually is happening he's going cool right let's see it right <laughs> exactly so that's actually what happened where, right
2: where is something like you picking that letter obviously is real because i made yeah. my commitment i never get near the card and you chose the letter so that's there's a risk element to that i'm trying to get her to that believe it or not with all sorts of like I said nonverbal communication body language but it doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily nail it see for
0: me well, I, it, like I would that. be it would be I'd so difficult to contain my <laughs> yes! yes when she actually does it <laughs> 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 it worked again yeah mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Um, I could talk to you for days and days and yeah, days, but could. I would rather ask you to maybe come back sometime. I would love to. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a delight for me. I can't tell you. You've you, you, this is my Carol Leifer. I just I just <laughs> geeked out the whole time, and and I you know what I mean. I didn't get to any of this stuff here. Hey, do you have any unrealized goals? <laughs> <laughs> um it's been a delight and uh and it's just been I don't know it's been really neat for me this is this in a weird way was sort of like a lifelong dream come true and then to actually have these moments and these conversations is really something for me I hope that other people enjoy it but I want everyone to know that today has been an absolute delight for me so thank you for being here thank you for Richard Chasler because I've had a great time Julie really Chastler, who helped put this all together. Thank Thanks, you. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and gosh, that just Wait. makes me so happy. Let's see. This is Ryan. Yeah. Tomorrow, What's i to tomorrow? Throw all my cards out here. I got rid of everything trying to get be trying to be clean. All right. Tomorrow, we've got uh, Breakfast Club, everybody.
1: Oh, tomorrow's Breakfast Club. I know. Friday already. My dates are all off my head.
0: Uh, Breakfast Club up at Newcomb's Ranch. Uh, they open at 9. We get there around then, a little after. We stay for a couple hours. All welcome. Drive your Porsches. No dicks. That's the only thing. Don't be a dick. Good vibes only. Um, And then Saturday we've got the Pelican Parts Car Coffee and Cars with Pelican Parts down at uh, the Promenade, and we've got Moto Art and Angela in town for all of it. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going out. Also for Breakfast Club, Three Pedal Posse is going to be there, all the way from NorCal. So there's just a lot of stuff going on this weekend in the car community. Um, so excited to so, see everyone! So hang in, hang in there on that, and thank you for tolerating all of my comedy nerdery today.
1: <laughs> it was thoroughly enjoyable for me. I hope so. so. I'm Hoping everyone else too.
0: I can't wait to watch it back. Yeah, because I don't remember any of it. <laughs> uh, thank you. We love you all at home. We love you. Thank you so much for being thank
1: here. You. It means yeah. the really world.
2: was delightful. I know I've said it over and, and, and over. You guys could not be nicer and more hospitable. And thank you. Oh. I had a great time. Cool. I can't well,
1: wait to see uh, you again. You're
0: going to be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you all. Have a great weekend, and uh, that's it.
2: No, not at all. You're perfect. Perfect audience member.